0: Of course, through the persistence of her friends, she had gone on a few blind dates, but these never went further. She had consoled herself with the fact that no man would ever be able to stand in Corbin's shoes. Not only was he handsome, he was a soft-natured man who loved kids and always offered a helping hand. Even as a football player running with the party freaks, he always put her first. But here where he sat now, He was a new man. His short, cropped, military-style hair and his much larger, muscular build had transformed him from a pencil-pushing student to a rugged, hot-blooded male. But in his eyes, she saw a sadness that was never there before. She would never know or fathom how the war affects people, but she knew that he had seen and experienced the darker side of humanity, War spoke a different language. It was a cruel way to communicate a concept thought up by power players and governments. It was what the world evolved around. Skirmishes over land claims, weapons sales, and religious differences, not to mention the monopoly on who owns the most crude oil. It was all about the money. But even with the sadness that seemed to consume him, She still felt that undeniable attraction, and she knew he felt it, too, although he fought not to show it. "'So what are your plans now that you are home?' she asked curiously. He shrugged. "'Not sure. I'm still in the military for now, working a desk job, but I've sent my resume to a few schools.' Surprised, she raised her eyebrows. So after all this time, you still want to be a teacher? Yeah. It felt like every question she asked, she kept throwing herself up against this wall he had built around himself, and there was no way past his defenses. An awkward silence fell between the two of them. Allie scanned the crowd, looking for other familiar faces. Maybe it would feel less awkward if they were with a group of people, she thought. She shifted in her seat and leaned on the table with her arms, lazily toying with the straw and her cola. She was probably the only one here who weren't drinking alcohol. Go figure. Even when they were in university together, she wasn't big on parties and drinking. And the one time she did happen to have a few glasses of wine, it was a complete and utter catastrophe. So how are your mom and dad? They're fine. Nothing much changed on their end. And, Aunt? He stiffened and cleared his throat. Then, looking at his watch before standing up, I need to get going. It was nice catching up with you. She sat for a few seconds recapping the last few seconds of their, or rather her, conversation. Something was up with him. He never used to be this cold, she thought. She grabbed her bag and rushed outside. She looked up and down the street, hoping to catch him. She had almost given up when she saw him getting into his car across the road, and without a moment to waste, she went to him. Corbin, she called before he could close the door. He seemed troubled, but she wasn't planning on letting him slip away just like that. Catching her breath, she pulled out her business card. Listen, if you want to talk or just hang out, Call me. He looked down at the business card and smiled. Thanks. Look, I know you've probably been through a lot, but it's good to open up and get it all out. She persisted. I still care about you. He closed his door and leaned back against the car, crossing his arms over his chest. It's been an experience. I'm not going to lie, Allie, but I'm not the same man you used to know and I'm not the same girl. Things change, times change, people change. It's called growing up and evolving. He rubbed his hand over the back of his head and let out a sigh.